0: oh yeah so uh before we got into the actual episode um i i had a i had a question that i wanted to ask um specifically uh the ending of severance is that was that was that anything was that a, was that good yes it's like what the fuck was that last episode it's just it's <laughs> it was so good it, it's like oh okay we're gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna what, gonna, why wouldn't you say this for the We're show? gonna stretch it out? What are you we're just doing? gonna stretch so can, it out. Why are you so villainous? that we can mock going villainous? We're just gonna stretch out this one moment for an hour and it the it, it, it's
1: forty minutes. Forty was, minutes.
2: Why don't you like tension, Dan? It's just narrative Come tension. On.
0: It's it's like it's like, oh let's let's do uncut gems but but not good. Oh, oh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) what is the not good version of Uncut Gems? Try that one more time. (laughs) All
0: right, we we got our sound (laughs) light.
2: That's fucking terrible. I can't believe you.
1: I've got a Bob Seger song in my head. Still the same, everybody still the same.
0: Well, that's a good place to start. Welcome to another episode of Podjiba, the Pajiba television podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me as always our Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston.
2: Hello, Dan.
0: Hello, Tori. And Saab Beager himself, Dustin Rolls. Hello, Dan and Tori.
2: I'm glad that you included me.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's you kind know, of the first time you've ever included Tori. I probably shouldn't. Well, I'm retroactively offended for all of You n- <laughs> basically n- <laughs> never, never addressed
1: Tori.
2: <laughs> all I want is some acknowledgement, Dustin.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'll make it over. It's not like you've ever said hello to me.
2: Well, that's something different. I haven't different.
1: Introduced yet. All right.
2: Yeah. You don't exist until <laughs>
1: yeah. Until Dan you've has been addressed.
2: yeah.
1: All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, um, I finished a animated show this week and I loved it.
2: What was oh. it?
1: It was Gravity Falls. Aww. We finally finished it and it was fantastic. Uh, uh, I have a lot of difficulty connecting emotionally with animation, and I mean, like Bob's Burger, I find to be very funny, but I don't. And this one was the probably the closest I'll ever get.
2: Well, now it's you're a, just limiting yourself. I don't know. You don't, I don't know that. Either. You need to watch more cartoons.
0: You have more cartoons coming up in a yeah. couple months.
1: I know, I know. Also this one just was stacked with like uh, callbacks and pop culture references. It felt very much like a Dan Harmon show for like ten year olds.
2: So Details, but also, um, uh-huh. I feel like part of the problem is that you go into shows wanting to emotionally connect.
1: I do, yes. Right. Is that a fault?
2: Well, it's an it's a choice, right? Like it's an approach. <laughs> I don't look for that, and I find uh-huh. enjoyment in all sorts of places. Mm. Um, right. You know, I don't need to emotionally anything.
1: Well, I like I like to connect with characters, and it's hard when they're hand drawn.
2: Not no. Sometimes it's easier when they're drawn because um, you know, like their eyes are big.
1: I know, but they're not people. <laughs>
2: you know wow. what? I love things that are. What do you people. mean?
1: Wow! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Haven't you ever seen a baby seal with the giant eyes? And it's it's not a person, but you connect with it. You're you know, because it's cute. And Fuzzy.
1: What, what, what's insane about this show is that... <laughs> I'm sorry. That uh, Alex Hirsch is the creator and, like, his life is Gravity Falls. And he only made two seasons and he wanted to only make two seasons. And then he quit. And he hasn't really done much since except for, like, write Gravity Falls books. Sounds uh, like
2: he's, he's got like, a
1: great career. I don't know. He's just brilliant. I mean, truly, truly, like, a really brilliant writer showrunner. And I just feel like he should, he should be running like a Christopher Miller kind of thing.
0: I think he's involved with other stuff though.
1: Yeah. Like yeah.
0: he, he co-created inside job on Netflix with, uh, Shion Takauchi, who's also a gravity falls writer.
1: Wait which one was inside job? Inside job is the
0: one with the, uh, Lizzie Kaplan is the lead, and she works at a. Uh, I think they're the. Act- I think they actually work for the deep state. Right. And they kind of like so like all the conspiracy theories are real, and they're the ones who kind of like manage them.
1: How did it was, I miss? It
2: was entertaining.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Did I
1: watch the show? Probably not. Have- it's a oh, car- oh, it's a cartoon. oh, I'm sorry. It's a cartoon. Oh my god! I was like. Picturing Lizzie Kaplan and okay, it's a cartoon. Never mind.
2: Of course, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you should watch it. <laughs> what if you'd like it?
0: Yeah, it has people that you like,
2: and yeah, yeah. And
1: it I think seems it's like been all renewed. the cartoons have people you like. For some reason, it seems easy to get. Like Gravity Falls has everybody in it, and I'm like, this is like a Disney show. Why are all these huge actors signing on? But I guess people like to do voiceover work. Well yeah. It's easy money, I suppose.
2: Well I it, if would say easy. It's not that it's well, easy, I'm, but I think it's more con- it's convenient in terms of fitting recordings in around other jobs. Other mm-hmm.
1: stuff, sure. Okay. Oh well, wow. William Jackson Harper's in it too, huh? Inside job, that is. Huh. All right. Well, that was all I wanted to say about animation this week. I just wanted to
2: say that you say watched one.
1: Yes, and enjoyed <laughs> it tremendously. But I bet you was... like
2: you like animated movies, like Pixar. Uh, Do you not like Pixar movies?
1: I, I I like Inside Out a lot.
2: Yeah, I've seen the pictures.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> but other—I mean, the other ones are good. I mean, they're—I—I I, I appreciate them, um, and I guess like Toy Story Two is great. Oh, this but is the thing I, where yeah.
2: like I love Wally and you hate Wally.
1: Yeah, I don't like Wally. Again, it was not only a cartoon, but it was a robot, so I don't.
0: Right, and the toys in Toy Story are real—just totally real. Well.
1: It wasn't really about the toys it was about the kid.
2: Yeah, and it wasn't and really about innocence. robots it was about laziness and environmentalism like I don't I just No, I
1: appreciated I just, like the themes of WALL-E but it's not like an uh, an emotionally resonant film. Oh
2: my it. god, did you see his giant eyes? <laughs> I don't understand what about it's like it's a proven thing. <laughs> giant eyes you connect with. People respond
0: Next, Dustin's gonna say some shit about Moana that he's gonna wish he. No
1: no, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hmm. I enjoyed Moana a lot for the Lin Manuel songs, but the movie's good too. All
0: right. <laughs> well, uh, clearly Dustin's drunk, so we might as well ask him uh, <laughs> what what has caused him to be so drunk and so wrong.
1: I, I, I'm sticking with the Kono. I just found it. I love it, and uh, now it's like a Trader Joe's. I'm gonna go get that bottle of wine for the podcast.
2: That's nice. It, All right,
1: it's proven. It Gives me just the, the right amount of drunk. And solid wines. Hungover. that doesn't
0: come in the box. Yeah. That's right. With other wines.
2: Do you manage Although, to get through the whole bottle?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, I was really craving whiskey after that uh, episode, though. I it thought you like, didn't even mm, like whiskey. I don't. No. And I've only had bad experiences with it. But you guys seem to have so much fun with it.
2: Oh, we had a great time.
0: It was, it was too much whiskey.
2: It was. Um, one time, Dustin, you should get whiskey and we should all have a whiskey night. Mm.
1: I, I didn't try it. Yeah. But again, nothing but bad experiences.
2: Like, what, what do you mean by bad? Like, you felt bad or you did bad things?
1: The first two times I drank, well, the, the second and third time I drank was whiskey. And one time, the, the second time, I woke up in a, a friend's bathtub. And, and I have no idea how I got there. I still don't know how I got there. And the other time, I uh, jumped through a campfire screaming, I'm Ted Koppel.
2: see that sounds like just the kind of energy that Mm pod jiba needs (laughs) i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i i mean the bathtub thing just seems really smart
0: yeah i guess i mean like nice cool place to fall asleep
2: well and if you know anything uh unfortunate bodily happens easy to clean Mm -hmm
1: two terrible horrible hangovers and i don't really get hangovers that often but those two were brutal and then i had whiskey uh, at big ben with uh, dan and and the football people and that was and then i got like altitude sickness on top of it oh
2: well okay so your hangover is when you just when it was the first couple times you started drinking is just because you always you never know your limits and you drink too much and you mm-hmm. have no yes. so that's normal like the horrible hangovers of the first few times are completely normal i don't think you can blame whiskey um I don't know what to tell you about football i would sounds, blame, sounds i was playing like, football
0: sounds like you're not taking any personal responsibility for your actions yeah that's
1: that's probably plus true.
0: Again, is <laughs> strong stalwart fans of Knowing your own limits and drinking just the right amount.
1: Of course, yes.
2: Behaving responsibly,
0: (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Uh, Tori, what are you responsibly drinking tonight?
2: I am responsibly finishing off a bottle of vodka that I've Uh, had lying around uh, that I threw some grapefruit soda in for, you know, reasons. It's fine. This isn't, I'm having an uninspired cocktail day. It was just kind of cleaning out the fridge kind of thing.
0: That's, that's important. That's like the, that's like the meatloaf of cocktails. Yeah.
2: Cause like when you have like the bottle of vodka and it's, you've only got like enough for one drink there, but it's like a big bottle. Mm-hmm. And so it's just taking up space mm-hmm. you don't pour the vodka into a different container. Right. Um, so whatever. Yeah. And now it's gone until I buy it
0: again. <laughs> That makes sense. Um, I'm also in kind of a spring cleaning mode, um, as I uh, I pulled a, a bottle of W.L. Weller uh, Special Reserve, which has been on the in the magic liquor cabinet for quite some time because I uh, I have I only had a little bit left, and I was like, I'm trying not to drink it because it's not that easy to get uh, in California, and and then I decided, you know what, I can I can. I can find another bottle or another bottle may present itself. So Yeah. It's time to drink. I mean, this this has been sitting there for quite some time, but it's still good. So no complaints.
2: Have you ever heard about the the thing where people take like the the last little bit of alcohol in a bottle and they just start combining them?
1: oh like a suicide yeah alcohol oh sort of i mean like
2: presumably it's people who it's all generally the same type like it's you know adults doing it so it's usually like people who like whiskey they'll just take all their different like little you know little sips of whiskey that are at the bottom of the bottle and just but pour it into a decanter and so you just have this yeah this one
1: for some reason i just feel like there'd be a lot of backwash in it and then i'm disgusted
2: but that's if you're you're not straight drinking straight from, from,
1: from the, the bottle. No, I, I, I hear you, but I feel like, you know, at some point you're probably gonna drink straight from the bottle. I, again Dustin, I, yeah. I No. No I'm not I'm not a whiskey drinker. Let's, no, but let's move on. It's not
2: about the whiskey. It's about <laughs> <laughs> responsibly what are you
1: look what? on the TV shows they're always drinking from the bottles.
2: Like bottles of beer and like No, what? they're
1: always drinking from whiskey bottles.
0: Dustin, you understand that Television is not the same as real life,
1: <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I, know I mean,
2: what shows do they drink from whiskey bottles? I Other than like, maybe it's Always Sunny.
1: I and mean, I feel like Don Draper's probably done it.
2: No, he was way too classy. He poured.
0: I mean, look, it's not that pe- obviously. Some people have, uh, drank straight from bottles before. It's not Flasks. that it doesn't exist. It's just it's. I don't think. It's not happening in my apartment. I'll tell you that. All right. I've got a very, very nice podjabba mug <laughs> where uh, I can pour the whiskey and nice and black inside, so I can't see how much I've poured. So that is the best part. too much.
2: No, it's never you
1: too much. Backwash-free bottles. All right. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, remind me never to drink any liquor at your house, Dustin. Yeah,
1: that seems like a real problem. <laughs>
0: um i have no segue but that's okay because it's time to get into tv tv time um that's a segue and we're gonna start with uh no wait dustin weiser no uh riverdale this week? Uh,
1: it's just a crap episode not yeah, not interesting
0: was, enough like
2: different no. from other okay. crap episodes
1: I, I, it just wasn't that interesting i, did, I feel like they're running out of ideas. It was just like, oh, oh well, Um, um, Cheryl got out of... Uh, uh, got Abigail out of her body. So, there you go. And then there was like a gang war.
0: What? <laughs>
1: okay. The serpents and the ghoulies, you know.
2: I forgot about them.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought we were it's on to superheroes. I, like,
2: do any of them well, have but, superpowers? Yeah.
1: No, no. This uh, Percival guy is still running the town under the ground with his mind control powers. Oh, gotcha. But he killed the... Well, he actually made all of the ghoulies kill themselves.
2: What?
1: With his mind control, except for Twyla, the leader, and the only one that anybody knows. And then he got the leader of the ghoulies kicked off the city council, because, of course, the leader of the ghoulies is on the city council. And that's your Riverdale roundup. <laughs>
0: I mean, it, 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 it. I am as confused as ever. So yeah, I guess there's that. Um, all right. Well, maybe, maybe oh, definitely. oh,
1: wait, wait, wait. I will say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one thing, one thing, because there was there was about uh, an eight episode stretch that I where I stopped watching Riverdale, and. Occasionally something from that eight episode stretch will pop up and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Anyway, Kevin, the gay character, has a baby with Tony. And I did not realize this because Tony's with fangs. And now Kevin, under the mind control powers of uh, Percival, is trying to uh, regain custody of um, the baby. By planting guns in and uh, with Fangs to get him arrested and the baby taken away.
0: Oh, now this
1: Fangs. is all new. Fangs. This is all new to me, the baby, the relationship with Kevin.
0: Fangs is a person.
1: Fangs is uh, another member of the Ghoulies. Okay.
2: I feel like the show, like I thought the whole point of like Archie was it was pretty wholesome.
1: Mm, you had, yeah, like Archie yeah. and
2: Betty and Veronica. And like, I, I don't understand Fangs.
1: No, no wholesomeness. Although this week, uh, several of the characters shared scenes together, which was a big deal, I suppose.
2: Are you sure they were actually together or was it one of those um, good wife scenarios? (laughs) It
1: could have been. It could have been, yeah. Yeah.
2: Were they interesting scenes?
1: No, no, no. Oh, It really was, even the stuff that I'm telling you that sounds kind of interesting wasn't interesting. It was a dud.
0: All right, well, that's the Riverdale recap. And maybe next time there will be more, I don't know.
2: I feel so bad because it's like I read Dustin's recaps and I hear Dustin tell me what happens and I do not understand this
0: television show. I I have no
1: idea either. (laughs) I think... The both of you should like watch one episode, like the finale this year, just to see if anything clicks
2: mm-hmm.
1: based on what you know. But,
2: like, should we watch the finale or do you feel like, we, like, should we go back? Is that what we should have done for the summer? Like, no. watch the season? No, no, of no, 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 no. Should no, we go no. back no. and watch, like, the pilot? Abs-
1: absolutely not. Oh. No. No.
0: That's a wild card if I ever
1: heard No. You're right. That would be no fun for anyone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay fair enough I, i'll take your word for it because i literally only have taken your word on all of it
0: You <laughs> uh speaking of shows that i take everyone's word for uh yeah that works that totally uh, works it's time for Tori's kung fu corner
2: <gasps>
0: oh my god uh, you guys episode five is it episode five it was episode this, five i believe
2: this show goes down so easy <laughs> okay, so, uh, let's see. I don't think uh, Henry had his shirt off at all, which was disappointing. However, lots of stuff happened this week. Uh, they reunited with Mia, but the whole way it went down. Mm-hmm. So she figured out who her father is and, like, was, was going toward her dad. Um, but meanwhile... Uh, Nikki and her family they all are also like researching um, using all of the like they figured out his name and and all the information they got off of uh, the laptop and they also figure out who the most likely candidate is so they go um, to pick up Mia they get to the house she's not there because her dad double-crossed her and to protect because he has like a new family so he reached out to Russell's goons and were like, you know, I got your girl, right? So he like drugs her. But when when Nikki walks in, it looks like there's been a fight. And the last time you see the inside of the house, there was no fight. So you're like, why is everything broken? And it's because Jalan is there because she's also been trying to find Mia. So now Nikki and Jalan have to team up to save Mia. We
1: saw it coming.
2: Oh, my God. But it was so good. They're so good together. No,
1: Yeah, they really were.
2: Oh, it was just, like, like all I wanted was these two, like, just fighting. And there was, like, all these goons. And they're, like, they're doing the back-to-back, you know, with, like, surrounded by bad guys. And they're just, like, <laughs> oh, it was so good. Um, also, I keep coming back to this, but Jalan's new hairdo is wonderful. She looks fantastic. Also, all of her leather jackets. Um, and then they get whatever. They... So Jalan gets Mia first and like tries to double cross Nikki, obviously like like take Mia away. Um, but Nikki was anticipating that, put a tracker on her bike, goes and meets up, um, and basically like proves to Mia that Jalan's been lying to her. So yeah. Mia chooses to go with Nikki and like reunite with the family. And this time she's like actually it interested in trying to be a part of the family so it's like all very very sweet meanwhile big things were happening back at home so um nikki's mom finds out that there is a competitor dumpling place and it's oh oh my god that whole thing was so cute she's all mad about it and um what's his name garrett the lawyer guy who's not a lawyer anymore so i don't really know what he's doing Um,
0: i think it's evan
1: (laughs) I don't know why you keep correcting us when you, you never watch, don't the show. watch the
2: show. I, I
0: read stuff.
2: Anyway, um, Garth. <laughs> let's go with Garth. Uh, he, he's like, none of this is illegal. And she's like, all upset. And so Sebastian best new character is like okay let's go get those dumplings and like we'll do a taste test and they try them and they're like trying to be nice and then they're like this is fucking terrible our business is fine and like they bond. Canned
1: mushrooms! Oh my god
2: no canned garlic. Oh yeah. So Uh, So meanwhile uh he ends up uh Ryan right the brother Mm -hmm. he is uh he he has a whole like super awkward moment where he's like I thought we had a moment but like nothing came of it so like let's oh, yeah. just forget about it which is like you just made it awkward like don't say that dude but it was like he was you know it was cute um so later Sebastian like has him come to a bar and is like you're not wrong I am attracted to you but I just really like working But I was just like really like your mom <laughs> like, <laughs> and like I don't want to jeopardize my job so like I'm not gonna like make out with you and then and then Ryan kisses him anyway, and it's so cute. And so I'm very happy for them, but I'm waiting for the mom to find out. But it's gonna be fine because they're like now a very well-adjusted family. Um, so I think we,
1: I love the build-up to when he, we find out he's one of Russell Tan's goons. No, he's so devastated.
2: No, <laughs> no, don't ruin it. <laughs> anyway, um, also Althea figured out what she's gonna do with her business, and she's moving into the office space that her of the art guy that her dad is friends with. So like, it's all coming full circle. So everyone is doing very well. And this is, it's just really nice to watch a show where people are just really well adjusted.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're just, everyone's like very nice and their, their problems are relatable. And also frequently very attractive and some very hot kissing.
0: <laughs> and then sometimes there's fighting
2: also yeah lots of fighting I have to say I was a big fan of Nikki's um, like literary shorts outfit from the like infiltrating the rich people blowing up cars um, episode Mm -hmm. her outfit wasn't as interesting this time but Jalan's outfit made up for it I do generally um, I do think that when Nikki is in sequins you know the fight scene is gonna be incredible
1: Wonder if that's a planned thing.
2: I don't know. She also hasn't had enough capelets this this season, <laughs> so I don't know if there's anyone like taking notes on that. But um, <laughs> season one's capelet situation was, I, it was it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't quite filled that quota yet, but you know it's only episode five. We got time.
0: Right. That makes sense. So. Um, all right. Well, that was Tori's Kung Fu Corner thank you as always for filling us in on what's happening on this show that i really you know i know i know i should watch it and it's it's just only becoming more and more intimidating as (laughs) it's been renewed for a third season so i just keep falling further and further behind wow Uh, But you know someday someday Uh, that's
2: what we've all been saying about so many shows yeah like riverdale i guess uh
0: and like some of the shows that uh, Dustin's gonna tell us about
1: no kidding
0: uh, because it, it's kind of a Dustin explains television week because there are all sorts of shows that are ending that uh, either we did not watch or maybe watched a while ago and fell off but uh, thankfully Dustin is here to uh, keep 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 watching you know he's the he's the he's the Colonel Jessup on that wall you know for that, <laughs> that's, uh, protecting us all from in television Yeah
1: television I, w- I will say that that uh, The Leviton Koppelman shows Ended this week Super Pumped and Billions And they were both Really really good finales But I can't imagine uh, Anyone's going to care about that Because nobody watches Billions At least I don't think there's many People In our Listen I doubt we have many listeners That watch Billions And Super Pumped Everybody knows the story You know Travis Canal, uh, Kal- Kalanick He lost his job uh, the other two big finales were, uh, The Walking Dead and Killing Eve. Killing Eve was a series finale and it really pissed off a lot of people.
2: I read about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it pissed off like the hardcore fans. Cause I think that casual viewers, most of us were like, you know, this show hasn't been good for three seasons. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think we were that upset about it. Cause we weren't that invested in it anymore. But basically the 12 is this like shadowy uh, organization of assassins that that hires assassins to kill other people and for like 3 seasons the goal has been to take out the 12 and they do it in the last 6 minutes of the series like the whole episode is a road trip episode to find the place where the 12 is and it i mean the 12 ends up being like the the worst kind of um MacGuffin just like They talk about it all the time. We didn't even see their faces in the end. They just sort of like yeah uh, Villanelle just sort of like Slashes through and kills them in slow-mo, but you don't even they're like a non entity because the show apparently was never really about that Uh, but after keeping Villanelle and Eve apart for you know most of the series save for a few interactions here and there a few stabbings, etc., etc. Uh, they had like a very like romantic, sweet, cute, fun road trip that didn't. I don't know. There was no sense of urgency. It was just like, oh, we're gonna have this like uh, flirtatious road trip where we're gonna have sex and everything's gonna be great, and then at the end, uh, they. The 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 twelve is all meeting on a riverboat where there's a wedding, and Eve ends up officiating the wedding because Killing Eve turned into a wacky sitcom there in the end, Uh and she like gives a speech as the officiant, which was really about her and Villanelle's relationship, uh, and Villanelle's like oh that's so sweet, and then she goes back into the back room and kills the twelve, and then she comes back and sees Eve dancing with everybody, and they run out to the uh, uh, to the uh, what the bow or the stern or whatever outside the outside in the, the ship, and uh, and they have like a moment, and then Villanelle gets shot in the back, and uh, they dive into the water, and then Villanelle continues to get shot until she dies, and then um, Eve resurfaces and like ah, and then uh. Carolyn says, and "Then we find out that Carolyn ordered the hit. The end.
2: And that's the end. Of, that's yeah.
1: That's the end of the show.
2: So a show called Killing Eve. Yes. Didn't kill Eve.
1: Exactly. Nor did Eve kill.
2: So it's just because that was one of the problems. Was I heard like there? I read this whole article about it that, was, and the person was like, it was just the most obvious ending. And I'm like, but the obvious ending would have been." killing Eve
1: yes it's
2: in the title (laughs) but I mean it definitely seems very uh unsatisfactory
1: well I I don't know it it was a sweet sort of nice I mean it also felt obvious but not to me in a particularly bad I mean like it feels like you gotta end it this way because you can't have like
2: they can't just be happy
1: I mean she's like an assassin who like stabbed eve and like it's nearly killed her half a dozen times and nearly killed her husband and uh, brutally murders people all the time that, that just wasn't i don't think that was gonna work
0: well, those are bad people but, though but that's eve's choice
1: sure but i don't think eve could have lived with that although eve turned into quite the uh assassin herself
2: right wait, what? that's the whole thing people change mm-hmm. dustin
1: i wouldn't call her an assassin but she was killing people wait what what? Really? It was killing people. Well, yeah. Uh,
0: I, I, mean... I stopped watching um, sometime in season two. Didn't,
2: oh. Wasn't Eve a cop?
1: Am I six?
0: But seven, she was it, like yeah? an analyst.
1: Yeah. She wasn't
0: a field agent. or Oh.
2: Or whatever. But she like gave up. Did Was she still that?
1: No, she got fired. She was doing like some sort of freelancing thing, basically where she was just trying to hunt down the 12. Oh. The Twelve was like, uh, I don't know, like the Rimbaldi.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: What happened with the the Russian handler? Or has he been gone?
1: Oh, no, no. In the second to the last episode, he spent all season training uh, like a new mentee, a new villanelle. And they had a very nice, sweet father-son relationship. It was very nice. And then uh, the Twelve ordered her to kill him. And and he was he was like... You know, you, Pam sliced in his neck open with a pizza cutter. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. And then uh, told her to go tell Carolyn that uh, he's always loved her. And Carolyn, it turns out, is just like, is exactly what you thought she was. She's like a double crossing uh, bitch the whole show and continue to be so.
2: Do you think she'll get a spinoff?
1: She is getting a spinoff. off
2: She is?
1: Yeah, it's a prequel, supposedly. Which one is Carolyn? She's like the uh, Fiona Shaw. Oh,
0: oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I don't know anything about the show, really, but I remember seeing a photo from one episode, and she was wearing this incredible, like, coat. And, I'll, like, from that moment on, she was my favorite character.
1: She's, she is great, but, I mean... I, she just has no allegiances to anybody. and she, In fact, she tried to get Pam to be the one to uh, kill Villanelle, but Pam was like, fuck off. You have no allegiances to anyone, so I'm not going to work for you because you're just going to turn around and kill me. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Anyway, it was... it was. Um, I mean, most people who love the show were mostly invested in the relationship between Eve and Villanelle, and they were just very distraught that uh, Villanelle would have to die.
2: Yeah. Well, especially th- when it's like you finally pay off the sort right. of like sexual tension. Right, only right. To...
1: right, And some people cared about the plot and were upset that the Twelve was basically a non-entity in the end. And that's Killing Eve.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, the second mid-season finale of the year of The Walking Dead also aired on Sunday. It is the end of the second of three parts. There are eight episodes left. I uh, Actually, you know, it's it, The Walking Dead has been pretty good uh, on its own the last few episodes because they've been doing a lot with Negan and Maggie and sort of like doing the impossible, which is to make them sort of like not like each other, but respect each other. And in this week's episode, Maggie even let Negan uh, watch over her kid whose father Negan killed uh, because she was like, you know, I'll never forgive you, but uh, I trust you. Negan's like a really good guy now. He's married and uh, his wife is pregnant and he's in this other community. Uh, And then um, Daryl's ex Girlfriend Leah Lynn Collins uh, was hired by uh, the rogue right hand man of um, the Commonwealth to kill Maggie and um, she didn't accomplish it and then Daryl ended up killing Leah. Also there was a lot of locusts for some reason just to add some natural yeah I guess so. Um, but basically Maggie, Darrell and company escaped, but the Commonwealth took over the hilltop in Alexandria. So they control their communities. And uh, back in the Commonwealth, uh, they sort of exposed the governor in like a newspaper, because in the Commonwealth they have newspapers for like being, being corrupt and the government being corrupt. So it all sets up this final eight episodes, which seems to be tracking the uh, the source material, the comic books, pretty closely at this point.
2: Wait, did you say the governor?
1: Y- governor Milton, yes. It's not the governor. Not but Gunn- okay, okay. I was going to say. Yes.
2: I was like, I remember that character. Right, right. Okay, so different They character. couldn't
1: come up with a different name, I suppose. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the The thing that irks me is that um, it's clear with eight episodes left that they're just basically mostly just going to do what the comic did, even though they created this other spinoff and the idea of these Rick Grimes movies and Michonne coming back. It it, it felt like at one point all of these things were going to converge in the Walking Dead finale, but now it feels like the Rick Grimes movies are gone. No one talks about them anymore. The World Beyond, the spinoff, Nobody watched it, so it feels like everything that happened there is sort of like, doesn't matter anymore. Mm. And so they're just, they tried to create our universe, and it just kind of fell flat. Yeah. So they're just kind of giving up on the shit that we had to watch in order to see a payoff in the finale. So, which is frustrating. But it's also, like, kind of understandable because the pandemic sort of, I think, wreaked havoc on it plus the fact that The Walking Dead lost a lot of audience.
2: So you don't think there are going to be movies?
1: Oh, no, I don't. I mean, they announced those in... Uh, it feels like, I think, maybe four years ago? And yeah, it
2: was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, and there's been no movement on them in a couple of years. They just kept saying... For like two years. Oh, we're still working on the script, but now they don't even mention them.
0: Maybe it's just going to appear one day, Dustin.
1: I don't think... I think they're going to bring Rick Grimes back for like uh, a surprise cameo in the finale to kill him off or something. And then that'll be that. Well, in the comics, he dies in the end. So it would make sense to bring him back only to kill him off.
0: Spoilers, Dustin. Yeah.
1: Well, sorry.
2: Are any... (laughs) Either of his kids still alive? No, Carl died.
1: Carl died. Uh, Judith is still around. Even though Judith is not technically his kid. Is
2: not his kid, right.
1: Right. And now Judith is basically being raised by uh, uh, Daryl and Carol.
2: Who still are not dating.
1: No. Carol is more... Well, she was with Ezekiel for a while and now there's... They're not getting back together, but there's some sort of, like, uh, flirtation going on again, so we'll see where that goes. They tried to have a relationship for Daryl and just didn't. I mean, they did it sort of like an origin story, but now she turned out to be a killer, so. You know, The Walking Dead.
0: (laughs) And are there still zombies on the show? Yeah. Ah, Vaguely. (laughs) Vaguely.
1: They're just sort of background creatures that sort of, you know, right. get in the way sometimes. But like people don't
0: really get bitten by zombies anymore?
1: Uh, not not characters that matter, no. Hmm. It's been a long time. I think Carl might have been the last character that mattered that actually got bit by a zombie.
0: Really? Wow. I
1: think so. And even before Carl, it had have been a long time.
0: I mean, I know, you know, I know the the way that the show evolved and the same with the comic books and how it's, you know, man is dangerous too, but right. but still, they're zombies.
1: Yeah. Mm. That's The Walking Dead for you.
0: All right. And so, Dustin, so, on a scale of, uh, well, let me just ask you, in terms of the, uh, the satisfaction that you feel having stuck with The Walking Dead all this time... <laughs> uh, to to steal a a, a question from uh, Stephen Colbert, great show or the greatest show?
1: <laughs> I, I'm not unhappy that i have stuck with The Walking Dead. I am unhappy that I bothered with the spin-off or the world beyond and like got invested in all of these other world building things that just are never coming to fruition. But The Walking Dead just is hear the walking. Fear the Walking Dead still exists, uh, and it seemed like it might merge at some point in some way with the Walking Dead finale, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen either, because they're still in Texas in a nuclear fallout situation.
2: Right. Um. Since you were explaining all of television, did anyone <laughs> drink out of... Um, Liquor bottles directly on either of these shows.
1: Ah, uh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of liquor left on The Walking Dead. Killing Eve. No, I don't, I don't think so.
0: Okay. Mm. Kind so of negating your own thesis there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, just
0: checking. Uh, you know, what show might have someone drinking out of a bottle, but Dustin, <laughs> Dustin will have to tell us if that's. Uh, It's Tokyo Vice, Uh, the new HBO Max limited series.
1: I imagine so.
0: I think it's a limited series. Uh, Based on the book by Jake Adelstein, uh, it is, um, I think it's eight episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, The first three were released last week. Uh, It follows an American reporter in 99 in Tokyo, uh, as he tries to become, where he becomes a reporter for a Japanese newspaper, which is very rare, and then... which is Adelstein,
1: by the way. So it's sort of like based yeah. on reality, I guess.
0: Yeah, uh, his book was kind of like a, a memoir of his time as a uh, reporter in Japan. Um, and it stars uh, what's his name, Ansel Elgort, yes, as uh, Adelstein and Ken Watanabe. Uh, and a uh, bunch of other really good Japanese actors.
2: So, if you were the author that this character is based on, and Elgort gets cast as you, I
1: know like, you're like, ah, oh, like damn.
2: is that insulting or do, <laughs> or is it like accurate? Like, is that like is that kind of is wasn't like appropriate casting?
1: <laughs> I I mean I don't know what seem looks like. I mean Elgort is very. Good in it. Uh, he still looks punchable, and he's got this terrible hair that makes him look even more punchable. But he's—I will say that it,
0: Adelstein does not look like Elgord.
1: Oh, he does I don't know what Adelstein. I'm looks not like.
2: talking about looks. Um, well, I guess the punchable part.
1: <laughs> I don't. I never dislike Elgord as much as everybody else. Mostly, I just really love Baby Driver. But the, you know, Elgord has his own sort of whatever issues that we that make him like a bad dude but as an actor i don't think he's bad although west side story i i don't understand i never i don't understand the i didn't care for it that's what i'm saying
2: i really liked baby driver but i don't think he he was not what made baby driver good
1: that's fair. yeah yeah
2: literally any other
1: white kid
0: 20
2: something white guy could have done that part that's fair
0: I was wondering if they cast Elgort because he's very tall. And there are a lot of shots. So ah. I've only seen the first episode, but there are a lot of shots in the first episode where you know, they're like kind of crowd shots and you pick him out instantly because he's very tall.
1: Ah. Tall. Well, I picked him out because he's also the only white guy in every room. Well, yeah. But it's more noticeable when he also is taller than everybody else. I thought that yeah. whole thing about him I being like the first American reporter for a Japanese newspaper itself was pretty fascinating. Just like why you would decide to do that and, and, and the process because the way it looks in order, at least the way the show makes it look, you have to like take this huge exam to become a reporter. Mm-hmm. That's instead of just like going to school for it and getting hired. Uh, well, you
0: know, it's like, it's like any other job you have to, they're,
1: Screening candidates. Well, yeah, but this big room with the it was like the SATs for this newspaper. Right. right. But it is cool that he was able to pull that off. Um, and I th- think I learned a lot about like sort of the Japanese government, or, like it seems like a very conservative country, based or, and maybe a little authoritarian, which I never thought Japan as.
0: I I don't know if authoritarian is the right way to put it. You're right that it is very conservative in terms of um, not conservative. Like when you, I mean there are elements obviously that are conservative in a political standpoint, but conservative certainly in terms of like uh, you're not supposed to stand out. You're not supposed to like, there's a want to butcher it, but there's a saying that goes basically like the hammer that sticks up gets nailed down Mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's like you know, culturally, it's like you're supposed to fit in. You're supposed to just keep your head down and do your job and um, not question your superiors. Um, well, which of course the the tall American can't help yes. but do things his own way.
1: Well, I just thought it was fascinating, and I don't know how real to life it is, but like you know, you just listen to the cops and you write down what they say and you report it and you don't question it. So, and you you're not allowed to call it. A murder, even though.
0: Dustin, I hate to break it to you, but you know, <laughs> American journalists do that too.
1: <laughs> I well, okay, fair.
0: <laughs> I get what you mean. No, I I, I get what you mean because it it's it's presented as like stenography, like right? Yes, right. Like you're just taking down their notes and then just just uh, just reprinting it. Um, but you know, again. Uh, I don't
1: know yeah I mean Seems like it happens probably too. yes but I, I feel like it does happen here with a lot of uh, the press, but then there's other parts of the press that will also like push back on that like it's often political like you know you know whatever MSNBC will report whatever Biden says and then Fox will like jump down our throats and tell say how wrong we are and then vice versa. So I feel like there's somebody calling it out, mm-hmm. but I, you know, they, I, I don't want to make any assumptions about Japan based on Michael Mancho. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was something kind of interesting to me uh, watching this in that it felt like I, 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 I was kind of of two minds of like watching it, like no going in knowing Michael Mann directly. The first episode and it felt it felt something about the way it was shot and the the way that it was cut together it felt like an old school movie like it's also set in 99 mm-hmm. so it's so you know it's supposed to feel a little old and you know of that time period but even the way it was shot and, and edited it it felt it felt like a, it felt like of a different time, like of that time almost, um, which was interesting. Like I noticed it and at first I was a little annoyed. Like I was like, I feel like I'm noticing the direction too much. But then it kind of felt like, oh no, this feels like it was made 20 years ago, but in like a good right. way, not in like a, not in like a, this is antiquated way, but in like, a, oh no, you're, you're enhancing the feel, the period feel of it with the way you're filming this. Um, I don't know. It was it was interesting because it was just interesting to, to go through that while watching it. Um, I think it... Not enough Ken Watanabe in the first well, episode. He's,
1: he's, yeah, he's in it a lot more because he ends up becoming yeah, sort of I'm the sure. mentor to Alstein.
0: Right. You have to set up yes. the, the American
1: yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> I also just think that this is a interesting companion piece to Pachinko. Just... Uh, just the politics of it all is just very fascinating to me.
0: Well, the thing that, and again, I've only seen the first episode of, of Tokyo vice. So I, I'm not nearly as, uh, as uh, immersed yet as with Pachinko, but this felt very dry to me in terms of like the, like I, I, I enjoyed it, but the, I wasn't like, I was really hooked more by uh, the, the, portrayal of Japan and kind of like the, the plot mechanics more than like Pachinko. I was drawn in right. by the characters and like, I'm like, emo like I'm very emotionally connected with them. Whereas here I'm like, Oh, I'm watching an interesting. Thing.
1: I think uh, so far, I think again, that does I, I think, change. Cause yeah. there's um, the, the, the love interest. She's great. She's like, um. Uh,
0: Rachel Kelly. Yeah.
1: And she's works. I don't know. She works at a club where she
0: yeah she's like a
1: yes uh and then also Elgort and Watanabe have a like a really cool relationship too Mm. so I think it improves Um, there though the plot is still a large part of it I'm just really fascinated by like the story he's trying to break mm. and now I want to read the book to see how much of this is like true
0: I read the book and have kind of forgotten most of the details. but Did he,
1: like, bring uh, down the Yakuza or something?
0: I don't think. I mean, he, he, he follows a story. I don't remember what ends up happening. But it was much more, I mean, you know, it's not as... I feel like the book was not as... At least, again, just comparing it to the first episode. Not as sensational. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the show so far, from what I've seen, seems to be because the stuff that, that uh, Adelstein is studying before he takes the exam, like it looks like he's already obsessed with the Yakuza. Like he's like, because like, he has that book of like, you know, photos of different people and like including one that he saw on the street. So it's like, oh, he's like, it feels like they're on his mind already before he becomes mm-hmm. a reporter. Um, whether I don't know if that's the intent or not because again I've only seen the first episode but um it ver- versus the book it's much more like you know him like kind of like falling into that life and then become and then like it becomes you know kind of the the story that he follows um so I don't again I don't know if if I'm reading it correctly but um that's uh yeah um, I mean I get it it's you know you need a he needed a stronger character point of view, and uh, and one thing that was interesting was that I and I did enjoy was that it did feel like I did feel like I got a pretty good sense of who this guy is, even though the first twenty minutes or so there isn't a lot of dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, just because you're just kind of following him through his life and like what he's doing up until this exam, and uh, and you know he most of his conversations are like with bartenders or people just who he who he knows in his like everyday life and it's like oh getting a beer or whatever or um it's not you know you, you don't really start he doesn't have a conversation about what he's actually trying right. to do until he becomes a reporter um and but you know you got a good sense of who he was and that's that's impressive
1: well michael mann's pretty good
0: <laughs> turns out <laughs> turns out michael mann knows how to do stuff so.
1: Um, I don't. know, I like it. Uh, I hate that. I hate the whole HBO Max the way they do the episodes because they're going to be two more this week. I guess it's going to be another one of those two every two episodes every week, okay. which is fine for the Minks, which all by the way is absolutely incredible uh, and just gets better every week. Um, but I hate that with like an like an intense. Hour long drama. I don't want to watch.
0: Like you'd rather it's yes. once a week.
1: I mean, I enjoyed watching the three episodes of Tokyo Vice, but it was only because I happened to have three hours of, on a Saturday night that I could. But if I'm like if I got a lot of other TV to get to, I'm that's just gonna annoy the shit out of me. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's easier
1: when they're like the half-hour yeah. shows. Yeah, but I don't know. I it feels sometimes like the uh, streaming, uh, like the, the the networks are trying to like. I'm going to give you Tokyo Vice, and it's going to be so good that you're going to watch it and not watch Netflix this week. Mm-hmm. Instead of like trying to coexist.
2: Well, but it's also HBO Max doing this this weird in between thing. It's like either, like I can understand releasing a couple episodes up front right. to to give people a you know a stronger basis to get them mm-hmm. to return. Right. But it's like I either want to binge the show over the course of a couple days, or I want to watch it quickly. Right. Like, don't, don't give me
1: a two hour movie every week.
2: This. Yeah, like that's it's it's too much commitment in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it doesn't work.
1: And I, I think they're switching the flight attendant at least to a weekly show, I think.
0: Well, it's, it is interesting because, yeah, you're right that also that it does it does work better uh, for half hours. Mm yeah um, but because
2: you end up like if you have two half hour 20. episodes it's like okay so i'm it's the same commitment as a one hour right. yeah it's like right. fine okay i'll watch our flag means death or whatever
1: although that was a little annoying too Why? i would i don't i would <laughs> rather have a half hour i mean i'd rather have had those weekly too wasn't it like three two three or something
2: it was like yeah, or yeah that was too much yeah. It, that one was a little confusing.
1: <sighs> yeah, I don't like the HBO Max. I like Hulu's. Hulu's is just, you know, two or three and then weekly. Anyway, Tokyo anyway, Vice. Tokyo watch it. Vice. You know, really, you should watch this. <laughs> and you should watch it with Pachinko. Pachinko's like the best thing on TV right now.
0: <laughs> I, I'm curious to see how... I mean, I'm going to keep going with Tokyo Vice. I am curious to see how... Uh, if I, if I get hooked in, um, in the, in this, I'm sure it won't be in the same way, but just in terms of like what, what, uh, how much I get hooked uh, yeah. in versus Pachinko because Pachinko, I'm definitely.
1: I think it will hook in in a Michael Mann way. Did you watch the fourth episode of Pachinko uh, with the Cure song? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was so good. Is it good. good Jesus. That was so good.
0: They know. They know how to. They, they really how to do. Make A sequence. Uh, speaking of shows that are all one sequence. Here we go. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. I enjoyed it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't at me, bro. Uh, <laughs> the season finale of Severance. We know there's a season two coming. Um, luckily, uh, as Dustin was, uh, you know, previewed last week. Um, now, look, I'm joking. I I was joking. I did enjoy it very much, but that was kind of a. I I feel like that's a little bit of a of a shitty way to end an episode. I I don't know. I I, I <laughs> to end a, <laughs> an episode or a season to end a season. I I mean, I'm a well, even even the episode. Like, I mean, I I was entertained. I understand the value of a cliffhanger. I think
1: that was a really good cliffhanger.
0: It was. But but I just I just feel like like that episode was designed to mess with you. Like, it, I see that. It felt, but it, it felt mean in like a in like a, we're going to just string you out and string you out, and string you out. And then, nope, come back next season.
2: I don't
1: but it did answer a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, some things. Yeah.
2: But I, and I don't think it was me. I think where I do think it was interesting because I, I knew it was the finale. My husband didn't,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we
2: both, <laughs> as we were watching it, we get to the end, and he, oh my god, he knew he was like, okay, of course, like because you're watching it, you know exactly like where it's going to cut right. to credits, right. like you can tell what that structure is. You're just watching it unfold, right. but like you know, it's all going to hinge on when Dylan has to release right. the switches, right? Um, so it's like, that's not surprising. Um, and it would have been a great episode cliffhanger, but when, when I had to tell him like, no, that's, that's the season finale, there's (laughs) There's no more, (laughs) and he was like, fuck, (laughs) you know, so I can understand the frustration of like. Like that would have been a hell of a penultimate episode if we got some closure. I don't think that was necessary. I like a ballsy like cliffhanger, knowing it's coming back and like, um, and I feel like this is one of those shows that I think we've forgotten. Like, I, a lot of times we talk about like shows coming back, and you've you've forgotten what happened last season. Right. Um, mm. I'm not gonna forget what happened.
1: No, nope.
2: <laughs> and I think that they're, you know, as maybe polarizing as that finale is, I think there's real value in, like, for good or for ill, like, it made an impression. Right. Like, you know exactly where season two is going to pick up. Right.
1: They better not do a time jump. They better pick up right there.
2: How can they?
1: I know, I know. But it seems like a lot of times when you have a cliffhanger that big, they'll do a time jump and sort of, like, uh, fill in the blanks over the course of the episode, which is really frustrating.
2: That would be that would be very annoying if yeah. they did that. Like I think that they really yeah do need to kind of continue because you're we're so invested in this moment and you know that it's, it hasn't ended. Mm-hmm. So the big things like you know, the balls that are in the air are, uh, we know that Helly is Helena Egan,
0: right?
2: So she's like a member of the owners' family of mm-hmm. Lumen, um, and she was in the middle of giving a speech about like revealing that she's actually the innie and that all of it's awful. Right. Um, Mark just ran out and had time to tell his sister. Um, well, he, he just says she's alive, which is like, he's holding the photo and he's holding the photo. So hopefully (laughs) Devin figures it out. Um, but it's, yeah, he recognized that his supposedly dead wife is Miss Casey. Right. Um, Poor, poor Irving is like pounding oh. on Bert's door. Um. And then yeah, and and.
0: And saw that what, Bert is, you know, out out out. Audi Bert is in a in a happy relationship. relationship. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and he still decided to go up and pound on the door. Um. And I don't really know what is up with Harmony. I mean, she she tried to intimidate or you know she like had words with Helly mm-hmm. but she's just at the party now
0: well the interesting what, thing where did she... with her too was that she was she had come into this point uh and, and including the previous episode uh she she was at her low after being fired and was kind of like you know oh mark you should leave you know don't don't go back to those people right um but upon realizing that uh, that she was talking to the Innie Mark, then it kind of like reignited her. Um, I, I I don't know if it was just that she she saw it as a way back in mm. it didn't it didn't feel like she was just like oh this is my ticket like it felt like she was uh, kind of going back to her religious uh, fervor or I I, uh,
1: I have f- a strong theory about Cobel. now okay okay I'm what's ruminating theory? about this this morning yeah. Um I based on the fact that she is and really like religiously committed to this organization and used Mark as another end, plus the fact that she was very interested in finding out if there was like a flicker of recognition between uh, Mark and uh, uh, Miss Casey, I think that she wants there to be a flicker of recognition because she has somebody else like Miss Casey in the organization that she's trying to, Reconnect with that is my theory. Hmm.
2: Well, because there's a the whole thing of whatever I think it's like her daughter, or like she clearly had she was caring for someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that person does not seem to be in the house any longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether yeah. that. Person became a test subject, or yeah, you're right. right. Like perhaps they're.
1: Was really invested in like finding, or it, it it doesn't seem to be about the job so much as you know forging a relationship with some dead. I don't I don't know what Miss Casey is, if she's dead and like, and her her consciousness is inhabiting this android or or or, or somebody else's. Uh, consciousness is inhabiting her body. I don't know what's going on. I don't think. I really don't think the jemma is still alive,
2: right? But she could have been downloaded or something, right? And yeah. put in. It's Westworld. There's mm-hmm. there. She's a host.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Huh.
2: Yeah. Um. That could be interesting. And then, yeah, is it who? Who is harmonies? connection have right. we met that person right um we also got confirmation about the whole which we kind of knew but yeah that the the politician's wife definitely used severance to like mm-hmm. not have to have the memory of childbirth
0: right which is a very weird i don't know that seems like such a, i the mean use of it yeah i mean maybe that's the point is like oh that's such a silly use of it but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it does make sense, I or I guess I can kind of understand it if if you're in a position where you're um, you know, the rest of your life is taken care of, and that's kind of the one thing that you just don't want to deal with. Yeah. Um, also, uh, one moment that just is burned in my memory, uh, and I don't even remember the character's name, but when uh, they're frantically searching for the baby, and Mark. Oh and my, God, her, my God! And then, like the, the, the one friend the... is like, "I found her. I found your baby. It was me." <laughs> yeah, it's just such a perfect like, it, it, like. I mean, we already knew that character was was a douche, but uh,
1: it, but there's also something about like the outside characters that is very strange. They're not normal people.
2: But, but are they not normal people, or is it just that the only real um exposure we have to the outside characters is through like Devin is normal, Rickon is Rickon is bizarre is a yeah. dingbat, and then like <laughs> and and with all of his book stuff, like he just is he's cultivated a group of yeah, that's
1: yeah right that's, yeah, yeah it, they just,
0: they just seem like the kind of people that Rickon would have as. Friends slash it. hangers on. Devin could like, do so PD's much
1: better. Fi-
2: yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> that is really the hardest thing about the show to understand is how Devin puts up with Rickon. Right. Um, but yeah, like when Mark went to the funeral, like PD's family, like they were upset, but they seemed normal.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right.
2: Um, yeah, I don't think that we have enough to go on yet. What happened to the professor lady that
1: killed... Oh, yeah, yeah, Regabon. Uh,
0: we have not heard from her, right? Yeah. She just said that she would contact Mark when it was time.
1: Right. And I think she's working with uh, Dance Guy.
0: With Milchick?
1: Yeah, I think Milchick's... I think Milchick's working... He Somebody... There's got to be, like, a, a double agent on the inside, and... If anybody, I think it's him.
0: Hmm.
1: Because, oh yeah, because uh, remember she said they're trying to like take down the organization but we have to do, it's like a delicate uh, the timing has to be right it has to be delicate. And I think that's why Milchick was like so adamant about stopping Dylan because it wasn't time.
0: When you don't think it it's um, uh, what's his name? John Turturro?
1: As the double agent?
0: Well, because he he had mapped out a bunch yeah.
1: of people. Yeah, so I, he's I, been
0: I, he's been searching for some of them at least.
1: Well, I think his Audi is definitely trying to figure this out. Right. But I don't think. Oh, you think they
0: need a double agent who's not severed?
1: Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. I also have a grand theory about the show. That, oh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to hear this. It's <laughs> like,
0: all in uh, Tommy Westfall's brain, and <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I've like, I feel like it's a three uh, three season series. I've sort of mapped out in my head where it's gonna go. Like uh, the second season, uh, sort of the outies. Uh, I mean, the inies will take control, uh, and then the third season will be the this sort of struggle like the innies and the outies will turn against each other for control of the body and in the end there's going to be like this murphy's choice where they have to like they're not going to be able to reintegrate because this is not the kind of show that has a happy ending right they're going to have to choose one or the other
0: what is a murphy's choice
1: murphy isn't that what it's called No,
2: Sophie's Choice. Thank you. That's
1: Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Sophie's Choice. Oh, (laughs) that's
0: perfect. I don't normally do episode titles based on something we say, but this episode is definitely (laughs) going to be called Murphy's
1: Choice. Uh, I thought i would have to drink. Um, So they're going to have to decide. In the end, I feel like they're going to have to decide, are we going to be innies permanently? Or are we going to be our Addys permanently, and they're going to have to kill off one or the other? And I feel like the choice, the Dylan is going to be the hard one. And I feel like season two is going to open with Dylan's backstory and his kids and him being like a loving father, and us also finding out what his situation is, um, because that will be the biggest impetus to make the Audis the permanent people. Because I feel like the other Audis would be like, they're miserable and they would be happy to be permanently Indies, but the Indies are gonna have to sacrifice themselves for Dylan or the other way around.
2: But why wouldn't each one get a choice?
1: Well, I feel like, I I don't feel like, I feel like it's gonna all or nothing, yeah. Hmm. But I also feel like in the end, Mark is going to choose the Audi because he doesn't want to let go of his grief. But somehow, Helly is going to like find an Audi body. Any Helly is going to find an Audi body. Even if that's like Miss Casey.
2: I you I was
1: with you. <laughs> I know. Okay, I, I uh, <laughs> the, the body
0: thing is the part that is a little confusing to me. I it mean, is. Like I, I, don't know. I, 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 mean, I don't know.
1: It. Yeah. I de- yeah. I definitely think there's some Westworld business going on with. Miss well, Casey. there was
0: definitely some some elements of of that, at least hinted at when, uh, Helly was talking to her dad. Yeah, yeah. And some of the some of the dialogue about transition I, I don't remember what the exact word revolving was. revolving, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it sounded like they have some special plan
1: like Kier um, goes from one body to the next. Right. But uh, then Halley needs to take that needs to destroy the organization and in destroying the organization does she kill the innies or the outies because the outies are bad or at least Telly is right so i feel like she would need to keep her any alive which would mean sacrificing dylan dylan and his family which would be the heartbreaking uh sophie's choice <laughs> Or mm-hmm.
2: does Heli, well, no, but it's also for Heli to take down the organization, does she need to do it from, I, to me, it's more like she would have to find a way to convince her, because her Audi has all the power.
1: Mm-hmm. How she her, Audi, her Audi, her
2: Audi has, like, I, yeah, like she has to find a way to convince her Audi to do I, the
1: work. I feel like that she's, she's, that she's going to have to kill her Audi that the Audi is too in the Kool-Aid of Kier. Yeah. I don't know, it's fine. It's really, like, I wish that I was in the writer's room for that show. I understand, like, the guy who came up with, a I don't remember his name, the the writer. Dan Erickson. Uh, is that, yeah, Dan Erickson. He had, like, he has it all mapped out. Yeah. Like, the broad strokes. But still, it would be, like, so much fun to be in that writer's room.
0: I feel like it would be very easy to get confused and be like, wait, what did we say? Are we doing, did we just, did we just completely screw this all up?
1: That's why you need a good script coordinator.
0: Um, Well,
1: yeah. All right, it's really good.
2: No matter what Dan says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: that
0: was a bit. That was a joke at the beginning of the episode.
1: Was it Dan?
0: It was mostly a joke. It was like ninety percent a joke.
2: So, uh, why, so do you still think that it's this was like not a, a fair way to end the season?
0: It was a little. Uh, no, I, I. It's not that it's not fair. Like I don't. I don't have a problem with a cliffhanger. I think it was just. I was... Um, this is a weird complaint to have, and it's not... my. This complaint now, perhaps, is unfair. But I think it was so clear that they were going to end it on a cliffhanger that then it became... <laughs> I I I don't know. Like like I feel like I just like you know once you realize that the episode is gonna end on you know Dylan no longer being able to the the innies being you know cut off, um then it's it's just like I I don't know. There you you're you know where it's gonna end and that's always a little bit of a e- even though it was still very entertaining and very tense and I'm I'm not saying it wasn't and. Not a successful episode in Valley. But it's still at the end of the day, you know where it's gonna end. And so the cliffhanger is not I don't know, I wasn't like shocked. I was like, Oh yeah, we know where it's gonna end. So what's the most dramatic thing for him to learn before for Mark to learn before it end? like that part I was like, I know. I'm pretty sure I know where it headed Yeah. Um, well I
2: think that was I think that's part of it. Like you knew what the cliffhanger was. So the right. cliffhanger, like the idea of that being shocking is not a thing right the tension is all in how much progress they're going to be able to make right before the clock runs right. out right and so it's like and you see that with mark like the you know asking ricken about the end you know, do you have a photo of the wife and then ricken gets distracted and then it's and so it i mean it definitely was toying with us right but yeah you're sitting there like how how much are each one going to learn? Like, where is their journey going to, how far are they going to get? Right. And I do think that there was value and it was about like the things that we learned along the way, but like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like, even call it like, it is technically a cliffhanger, but it's weird to be like, I know we all knew it would be that cliffhanger. Right. right? And I think I, maybe I just think it's interesting that it, to have a cliffhanger, you know,
0: going into it, right? No, that's a that's a good point, and I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm being unfair in my assessment, but um, I, I don't feel look, like... I still enjoyed it. I'm not. It's there's nothing. I have no. I have no actual bad things to say. This is just me, you know.
1: Well, it might be one of those instances that uh, Lord Castleton would refer to as like sort of hiding the ball, and there's no like after the uh, revealing that Helly is an Egan you don't learn a lot of new stuff in right. the episode. right? So it's yeah. almost entirely designed to set up right. the cliffhanger. And this is what Castleton would call sort of like hiding the ball. You're not doing anything except keeping the ball hidden, and in, in the, which is what he says, like the leftovers and loss did for their entire runs was just like hide the ball and, and, and create that, the tension in wanting to find out what's in the box. Right, right.
2: And that's fair.
0: That being said, can't wait for season two. Yeah, uh, when, <laughs> absolutely. Gimme give give me season two now. When is it? Is it next week? When is it, when is <laughs> it happening? Uh, I'm sure it will be a little while, but uh, we will enjoy it uh, when it I dies. think they've
2: said it's supposed to come back this year, right? Am
0: I Is mixing it mixing up which oh, shows? I no, I might oh, I be can. mixing up. I can't. Im- oh well, I no! Can't I mix. mean, I guess, yeah. I guess they could, but I don't know. It, it feels wait, wait, like Dan.
1: Didn't you say it took like forever to shoot the show? It, it just like felt.
0: A- I mean, they said in in one interview. I remember hearing. Uh, I think Adam Scott said it. They shot for like nine months, so it was like a month. Which an would mean almost a month an episode. Yeah, essentially. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what they're, you
1: know. And Adam's got you know party down to do too. So
0: that's true. Um, but you know, I'm sure they'll be back. They'll be back when they're back. Look, there's too much TV anyway. We need to stop complaining. I need to stop complaining. Uh, I've got a lot of Always Sunny to go back and rewatch anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Uh, and you know, Tokyo Vice, Pachinko. Um, I haven't seen Minks, the Minx yet. Which oh, so good. Dustin claims is good. Uh, the uh, Abbott Elementary is coming to a close. It will have Ugh. aired its season finale by the time uh, this is up.
2: This was such a good
0: episode.
2: Or this Well, last week, so I haven't seen the finale, obviously, because it hasn't aired yet. Right. but
0: uh, That show just keeps getting better. It does. What was last week's? It was
2: the uh, Ava had to give the presentation oh, to the right, school board.
1: Oh, that's right. Well, a, they yeah, together. Considering, like, the second uh, sitcoms, the second and third seasons are usually the best, it's just gonna, gonna be insanely good. And then it's gonna yeah. suck in the fifth and the like, next right, season. Dustin, let's, let's calm down. How <laughs> dare you?
2: Have some faith.
1: You're uh, still
2: watching Walking
1: Dead. I know it. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Abbott Elementary to the end, no matter how many seasons.
0: Hopefully, hopefully, it's as many as they want.
1: I suspect that will be the case. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Well, we've we've done it. We've reached the end of another perfectly good episode. Uh, <laughs> not not as drunk as last week, which is good. So that's that's important. important. Is it? Yes. Good. Oh, okay. It's good. We were, all it's good. We we're all responsible. We're all responsible. Maybe not Dustin. We
1: don't know. We don't yeah. know. What do we got to look forward to next week, Dan?
0: Uh, what do we have to look forward to next week? Uh, Tori will talk about what I understand is the mid season finale of Kung Fu. Uh, oh, according wow. To, according to the internet. What? Wait, well, you know uh, that before us? Wow. Uh, that's what the, the Twitter people say. Uh-huh. You know? How
2: long is the mid-season break? Uh,
0: have you heard? I, what did Twitter say? I, it seems like it's about, it's only a week. <laughs> oh. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, it'll like, be like, a week off and it'll come back.
1: <laughs> okay. All right.
2: So it's spring break. It's taking a it's spring, spring break. It's spring break, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, it's not like going away for months. Uh, uh, and uh, we'll probably, I'm, I bet we'll talk about Abbott Elementary next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we will have seen the season finale by then.
2: Cool. Um, and then what were all those shows that Dustin claims he has to watch this weekend? It was like uh Outer Range and Anatomy of a Scandal. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Um and
1: Lizzo was uh, hosting SNL. Yeah, And musical guests.
2: And that's, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be great. Maybe there'll be something worth saying about Moon Knight. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. haven't talked about that.
0: I gotta catch up on that.
1: Um,
2: he just wore a different suit. It was very dapper. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, we'll talk about all that next week, and uh, maybe we'll force Dustin to another Murphy's Choice. Who knows? Uh, have <laughs> a good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night. <laughs>